Diane, Johnny and June, you can't think of one and not think about the other. I love your lover, there'll never be another. Ain't nothing better, no. We go together like rain on a rooftop, laid back Sunday, ice cold beer on a clock out Monday, sand on your toes with a blue ocean view. Baby, you know me and you. We're like a downtown bar in a real good cover band, riding down the road, left hand in my right hand, laughing and loving. That's just what we do. Baby, you know me and you. We got a good thing. A good thing, a good thing, yeah. Me and you, baby, got a good thing, a good thing, a good thing, yeah. Me and you, baby, got a And that's the brand new single from my guest, Aaron Pritchett. It is called Good Thing, and we'll play that song in its entirety a bit later on in the show. Plus, we have Aaron's first ever, which is hard to believe, first ever number one song called Better When I Do, and that's coming up a bit later here on the show. Stay tuned for that. Right now, he is on the Out on the Town tour. It's his tour, and he's joined by Kira Isabella and David James. And I got to see that show recently at uh, the Meaford Hall in Meaford, Ontario, and it was an amazing show. I had such a great time there. Welcome to the show, Aaron. How you doing? Thanks, Dave. I'm, I'm doing great. I'm here in uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba right now, just uh, doing a little private event, and then uh, off to finish off the tour. 16 more shows. Pretty amazing to cross Canada with this tour. Yeah, you know, we did the first leg, I guess. Uh, we started in Victoria, B.C., on Vancouver Island, and uh, ended up in Nova Scotia, and 35 shows in 40 one days 40 days i can't remember i kind of lost track and and just picked up where we left off you know we've got uh, 23 shows on this tour and uh, only 16 left it feels like uh, we're kind of getting sad already that it's going to end in two weeks <laughs> or three weeks <laughs> uh let's talk about the two great artists that are joining you on this tour as i said i saw it in meaford of course talked to you afterwards uh, and got a great picture with all three of you tell mm-hmm. me let's start with kira Kira Isabella uh, does such a great job, and she joins you on some songs as well. Tell me about having Kira on the tour. I love having Kira on the tour. She's a breath of fresh air, you know, um, uh, having that female artist perspective of things. Uh, she's she's not only just a great singer um, and a great performer, but she's a really funny girl. I love having her hang out with everybody. The band loves her. The entire crew loves her. And um, she's just a, a real, real joy to have around and and uh like i said she's sort of somebody that uh adds a different flavor to the uh to the bus the trip and uh mm-hmm. and to the show yep. so all around Kira's is just great love her yeah amazing i really enjoyed her uh the set she did of course and then joining you guys on some songs and then of course david james who is such a great entertainer as well great singer uh what's it like having david on the tour Oh, David is equally as cool. Uh, he's a he's a super funny guy as well. He likes to play a lot of practical jokes, <laughs> and, uh, and he likes to tell jokes. But um, he's just one of those guys that he you know he still considers himself brand new in this industry, even though he's been around four or five years. And uh, yeah. man, he's he, he's a consummate pro. He goes out there and he kills it every night. Um, and he he doesn't lack ever any night that he goes on stage. And not just that, but again backstage. He, he and his band and crew are uh, are really, really great to hang around with and, and good people. And that's what I like. That's what I like to surround myself with is good people, not just, you know, good performers. Mm-hmm. So um, all around, again, David's uh, another one of those guys that if I get a chance in the future, um, Kira and David both will be on, on another tour for sure with me. 
Amazing. And one thing everybody will note when you perform, I mean, you are such an amazing entertainer, Aaron. The energy that you have from beginning to end, you just don't stop. Uh, is this from working out, being healthy? Where, it, obviously, it's a natural <laughs> thing, but where, where do you get all that energy from? I don't know. I, you know what? I don't know because I'm, I'm not getting any younger, but at the same time, I don't feel like I'm slowing down. If anything, I'm picking up. I'm picking up speed. Um, and yeah. We, you know, somebody said to me, well, that's what you do when you go downhill. I said, well, that's, that's not what I'm doing. I, don't feel, I feel like I'm going uphill in my career and yet yeah. picking up speed. So um, I'm really, uh, really excited to just get on stage. And I love doing what I do. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it doing it with, you know, uh, uh, getting on stage with my band and playing and, and just being, uh, just being an entertainer and, and trying to make people feel like they're having as much fun as, as I am, I'm hoping. And like I'm in the crowd with them and they're on stage with me. And I think I might've said that to you before, but it is true. I stick to that motto. And, and uh, when I get out on stage, I, I pour sweat because I, I love doing this and I want people to feel like they're, you know, getting away from uh, maybe their day, their daily lives and just get to escape and, and be, uh, be entertained by, uh, by me running around on stage and kind of acting like a jackass sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and that's, that's what they, uh, that's what they're there for. So is to entertain them. So I'm, I'm not going to slow down ever. I might be 80 by the time I finally go, okay, I'm going to slow down now. <laughs> uh, and you do some pretty cool things on stage uh, song wise, which might be unexpected without giving away too much. You do a nineties medley. And again, mm-hmm. you might not expect that, but you do such a great job. You just go through all these great 90 songs, and the audience just loves it. Yeah. You know what? When I was a DJ uh, back in the – even though it was a country club, this was back in the 90s, and I played a lot of that current stuff that we play back then. Uh, we we play the, the stuff that really seemed to hit with uh, the younger audience back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So we, we – we uh, we thought well you know we've done the medley for many years and we've we've changed it up every now and then but this was the biggest change that we ever did where we really stuck to one one era and I think we covered all the bases mm-hmm. with uh, with our medley and and like you said you don't want to give too much away so you really have to see it yeah. to believe it and come up to the show and, <laughs> That's and right. actually witness it yourself. Exactly. Get out to a show and uh, see what that's all about. And another great cover that you do from Ragbone Man, uh, Human, people can uh, check out. I know at least you did it in Meaford, and that was awesome. I love that you throw in stuff like that that we we might not expect. We get all the hits from you, but then we get uh, a couple of surprises. Yeah, and that's what I like to do is I like to mix it up. I don't want to just play all the songs. Like, uh, you know, I've done that for many years where I play the hits. And after a while, we thought, well, you know what? We've got to throw in something that's going to maybe maybe surprise them and, and maybe throw them off a little mm-hmm. bit and at the same time still love the song that we're playing, which is great. And that, yeah, yeah. the Rag and Bone Man song that I do is, uh, is, is something they definitely would never expect. But at the same time, I love singing it. I think the band does a killer job of it, and, and the way our mm-hmm. version of it is, uh, is pretty cool. And yet, you know, I... I still have that little bit of country twang to my voice and, and uh, yep. yeah, I think, uh, I think it adds to the show and it makes it that much more interesting. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's one of the highlights for sure. Uh, people have a chance afterwards to uh, see you and David and Kira get a picture and talk to you. What kinds of things, Aaron, uh, cause you've, you've had that happen a lot, obviously fans meeting you after the show to talk about the show mm-hmm. that just happened. What kinds of things do they say to you? Anything quite interesting, any particular songs they bring up that they say, man, that song made a difference to me, or I just love that song. 
Yeah, what's really interesting is that the autograph lineups, um, I will get a lot of people going, oh, I'm so glad you played Hold My Beer. But my favorite song is, and they'll, it's, it's always right. different, it seems. You know, somebody says New Frontier. Somebody says My Way. Somebody says Better When I Do or, you know, Worth a Shot. Um, they always want to hear Hold My Beer because it's the live song that, you know, everybody wants to hear at the show. And yeah. Of course, we make it a spectacle. But they always have a favorite song. And especially when they say songs like Done You Wrong, for example. And I wrote that song, so I'm really proud that they come up and say, we love that song and, and because it, it really helped me through a tough time, which just blows me away sometimes. Um, and, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's really that's really what it's all about. I create the music not just to... I don't do it just to get radio airplay. I do it because I want to. Um, I want to help people in their lives, if possible, and uh, and entertain them as much as possible too. So, um, when they come up and say it's affected their life in a positive way, that just makes me smile ear to ear. Pretty amazing thing to hear, and it's kind of like uh, Kenny Rogers with the Gambler and many other cases. That's one that just came to mind. But "Hold My Beer" is your signature song that you will have to sing. Always. It's just one of those that you can't leave the stage until people yeah. hear it. It is my legacy. <laughs> you know, it is honestly yeah, exactly. going to be my legacy that I leave behind. You know, people might be saying down the road, uh, yeah, that Aaron Pachek guy, yeah, he's he's a hold my beer guy. And I'm okay with that. It doesn't matter <laughs> to me, uh, you know, if, uh, if uh, one day I hope, you know, and hope and pray that I might get inducted into some sort of a Hall of Fame. And that's, that's why it's because of that song alone. So, yeah, I'm very proud of it. Well, that song is wonderful, but of course, the great thing is there's so many other great songs that you have, uh, which which is wonderful. And let's turn to one of them now. In fact, a brand new one called "Good Thing." Uh, you performed this. You performed this on the tour. Obviously, I heard it for the first time that night, and now I've heard the recorded version that's out of radio. And it's a great song. It's just got a great feel to it, a great vibe. Tell me about "Good Thing." Well, I didn't write "Good Thing," which uh, the last bunch of songs I haven't written that went to radio. Um, and that's uh, kind of a strategy that I have. I, I go with the best song that I hear now, as opposed to going, oh, I have to release all the songs that I wrote. Um, I definitely think about it as I need the best song that represents me as an artist and that I think my fans mm-hmm. are going to like and that radio is going to want to play for their listeners. And uh, when I first heard the demo of of uh, Good Thing, I was, I was blown away. It, it was the same feeling that I had when uh, I heard Better When I Do. I immediately went, yes, that's my song. I have to have that song. And when I heard right. Good Thing, same thing. I, I said to the, the publisher, please put this song on hold because I really, I really think this is uh, going to be my song that I can help, you know, <laughs> make something into somewhat of a hit, I guess. And I, I recently mm-hmm. found another song through a publisher in Nashville uh, that it's the same thing, and it was a song written by the the brothers Osborne and a couple other writers that also were on Worth a Shot and uh, Better When I Do, and it was one of those things where it had nothing to do with the writers. I I found out who the writers were later, um, as soon as I mm. heard the song. Yeah, that's definitely my song. So we're gonna start wow. recording that one soon too. That's awesome. How many songs, Aaron, would you listen to uh, ratio-wise, would you say, like to find a good thing or a better one I do or the other one you just mentioned? Uh, are you listening to 100 before you find that one that's your song? No, actually, I would say I listen to closer to 1,000 songs, maybe 1,500. I think I've even gone through uh, times where I've listened to about 2,000 to get to one song wow. that I knew was going to be the song. And you know, along the way, what's Amazing. interesting is that 
along that way, I've heard songs where I go, yeah, you know what, I, I love this song, but it's probably a Gord Bamford song, or, you know, maybe the song's meant for an Aaron Goodman or somebody else, not me. And right. I was, uh, one of the songs and one of the examples that I have of that is Dive Bar from Gord Bamford. I heard that demo probably six months before Gord. And I was like, that sounds like a Gord Bamford song. Doesn't sound like something I'd do. Sure enough, you know, it became another number one hit song for him. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I thought it was pretty cool. That's interesting. So, uh, yeah. It was definitely one of those, one of those situations that you have to know what you're looking for. And, and I, I do know that at this point in my career. Very cool. Uh, let's hear that song. It's the brand new one from my guest, Aaron Prichette. This is good thing on in the country. It's a good thing you ain't put on your lipstick Cause girl, I just kiss it right off And it's a good thing that we ain't in a hurry Cause we might be here all night long So play a song that makes you dance Kill the lights, feels right, just like Rain on a rooftop, laid back Sunday Ice cold beer on a clock out Monday Sand on your toes with a blue ocean view Baby, you know me and you We got a good thing A good thing A good thing, yeah Me and you, baby, got a Jack and Diane Johnny and June You can't think of one And not think about the other I love your lover, there'll never be another Ain't nothing better, no We go together like Rain on a rooftop, laid back Sunday Ice cold beer on a clock Monday, sand on your toes with a blue ocean view. Baby, you know me and you. We're like a downtown bar in a real good cover band. Riding down the road, left hand in my right hand. Laughing and loving, that's just what we do. Baby, you know me and you. We got a good thing, a good thing, a good thing, yeah. Me and you, baby, got a good thing, a good thing. A good thing, yeah. Me and you, baby, got a G-O-O-D. You and me, baby, you and me. We got a good thing. A good thing, baby, you and me. We're like rain on a rooftop, laid back Sunday. Ice cold beer on a clocked out Monday. Sand on your toes with a blue ocean view. Baby, you know me and you. We're like a downtown band riding down the road left hand in my right hand laughing and loving that's just what we do baby you know me and you we got a good thing a good thing a good thing yeah me and you baby got a good thing a good thing a good thing yeah me and you baby got a good thing a good thing a good thing, yeah. Me and you, baby, got a good thing. A good thing. A good thing, yeah. Brand new music from Aaron Prochette is called Good Thing. You'll hear him perform it on his Out on the Town tour with Kira Isabella and David James. Dates at his website. And, of course, it's at radio now, so be sure to request it. And, of course, stream and download it. It's a great tune. I don't know. I don't think up till now, Aaron, that you have done any, recorded any duets male female duet you could correct me if i'm wrong but do you have a dream female duet partner 
Well, I have recorded one duet, and that was on an album called Thankful, that uh, a song that Carolyn Don Johnson and I wrote years ago. Um, I recorded it with Jesse mm-hmm. Farrell, and it was called I Wonder. Um, but right. I haven't done any other uh, recording. But you know what? I, I, there's just so many to choose from. I would love to do a duet with Tennille Towns, Lindsay L., um, uh, Tennille Arts, uh, you know, Megan Patrick, yeah. the list just literally goes on and on and on. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind doing a collaboration with, uh, you know, one of the guys, maybe do a, a Guys of Country song. It'd be kind of cool maybe one day to do that. But, that would uh, be. Yeah, as far as females go, um, yeah, I mean, there's, like I said, the, the list is just kind of endless nowadays. It's great. Exactly, and that's a good list. And the artists you mentioned were all Canadian, which is cool. We have so many great female Canadian country artists right now. We've had them for a long time. It goes way back to Michelle, yeah. right, of course. But there's just some really cool ones right now that are doing doing great things. Absolutely. I'm so proud of the proud of the girls for doing what they're doing, and, and they deserve it. They, these, I know that Canadian women have always been extremely talented in, in country music and maybe not gotten the uh, credit they deserve for a few years. And now, mm-hmm. you know, you see these women coming up with these songs that are just kicking it and i love i love seeing them and i support everybody in the canadian country music industry no matter who they are whether they're you know male or female or, or group um and uh, i just i love seeing I, I love seeing the equality finally absolutely and uh, it's about time uh let's talk about uh your first ever number one song better when i do we're going to play it in a, a bit later on in the show but uh you know i'm kind of amazed because when i think of you i i mean your songs are hits to me they've been played on the radio a ton of times and i just assume that you know uh, you've reached number one before because that's how i look at you but right. what did it feel like when this song became the first official number one well i remember getting the call that morning uh it was a tuesday morning and, and i got a phone call from uh, jim cressman my manager agent record label uh, head. Um, and he said, Hey buddy, you're number one this morning. And I, I honestly had no <laughs> idea because the week before, I think I was at five or six on the charts and I thought, well, that's probably the end. Um, and sure enough, uh, I, I reached uh, the number one spot and it was just, I, I was half asleep and I thought maybe I'm just going to be dreaming this and I'll go back to sleep and wake <laughs> up. And I, I did just that. <laughs> I went back to sleep and I woke up and went, hang on. I looked at my phone. Jim did call. Wow. And uh, sure enough, it was a, it was it was a reality. So I was blown away, and I'm still blown away by it. You know, thinking about it, that was April second, and to um, to wake up, you know, that morning, and then continue on and think that that was you know something that happened several months ago now. Uh, I'm just I'm still blown away by it, and and super happy that I got to have I got to hoist my Stanley Cup. You know, really, that's that's what it is. Is I got to, you yeah. know, some guys go their whole career and don't have a number one, don't win a Stanley Cup, and I I got to have mm-hmm. mine. You know, and and even if I never get one again, uh, not I'm not a greedy guy. Uh, if I never get one again, that's fine. I've I've gotten my one that I've always dreamed of, and and couldn't be more proud. And on that uh, same album that Better When I Do is on, it's the Out on the Town uh, album. People can obviously stream that and download it and purchase it. Uh, another great song on there, Worth a Shot. This is a fan favorite, one of my favorites. It's, it's such a catchy song, and it's obviously it's your style, style of song. Uh, tell me about Worth a Shot. Well, Worth a Shot, again, another demo that I heard. And I'll be honest, I was unsure about it when I first heard it. I'm like, ah, is this kind of cheesy? I don't know. Is it pushing the envelope too much for me? Is it, you know, is it my <laughs> thing? 
And then when Scott Cook, my producer, uh, started creating the production for it, he's like, dude, this is a great song. You're, you're going to sing it and kill it, and we're going to have some success with it. And I think it went to five or six. Or, I can't remember what it did on the charts, but it was a hit. And uh, mm-hmm. again, another Absolutely. song, that when I start playing that live, the crowd just starts going crazy. And I remember Tom McKillop, uh, another producer of mine, um, when I played it for him, he goes, hey, it's a shuffle. You don't hear shuffles in country music anymore. And I thought, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, you're right. It's it's a shuffle. I knew it was a shuffle. But I, I thought about it and went, yeah, you just don't hear a lot of the shuffles anymore. So I was proud to kind of bring that back in a way. <laughs> great song. Uh, catchy. I mean, it's just – it's such, and it sounds great, of course, uh, in concert. Uh, let's talk about your influences there. And for those who haven't heard in the past sure. and, and may not be aware of the artists that uh, you were listening to, as you were growing up and pursuing music, starting to pursue music, who was inspiring you? When I was growing up, there was a, it was a myriad of, of artists. There was um, Elvis Presley was probably my first artist that I was impacted by. I was listening to music my entire life, but uh, didn't understand, you know, what I was listening to. But Elvis was the first person yeah. that I went, wow, that guy's got charisma and he can sing. He's a good-looking dude, and ladies love him, and he just has so much. Um, so much personality on stage and off stage that I was captivated by him, and I th- as I think most of the world was. And um, mm-hmm. when I when I started listening to more and more music, I got I got sort of into the Motown thing because my parents were really into Motown. So I started listening to a ton of Motown, Stevie Wonder, and and uh, you know Smokey Robinson, The Miracles, James Brown. The list just went on and on and on. And uh, so they they were kind of heavy influences in my in my career at the beginning. When I first started recording, I, I really tried to throw some of those R&B sort of Motown influences into my music. And I still kind of do every now and then when I sing. I, I've noticed it more lately in the last three years or so than ever. And uh, But when it came to country, Randy Travis was the first guy I listened to. And, and uh, from then on, I was, I was hooked on country. Didn't know I was going to be a singer back in 1986. Uh, but when... Um, when I heard Randy Travis, I was instantly a, a fan, and 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 then along wow. came Clint Black and Alan Jackson and Dwight Yoakam and yeah. Garth Brooks, and you know, again, the list just went on and on. So Travis Tritt was another big one of mine. So, um, yep. yeah, I, uh, I I had been influenced by many many artists, and especially live. I guess you could say Garth Brooks has always been my hero. So um, to open for him, like I did three years ago was just an absolute thrill, and uh, and he still remains one of my uh, one of my biggest heroes. That must have been one of those surreal, over-the-top moments. Take us back to that time, Aaron, opening up for yeah. Garth, and you got to meet him, of course, and chat with him. What, what, what yeah. was that all like? Oh, it was, it was surreal. It's, that's, that really is the only way to put it. It just didn't seem like that was, uh, you know, an actual thing. Um, when he asked me over the radio, I was doing a telephone interview with him in Regina, the radio station there, right. and uh, and he asked me if I wanted to open the shows for him in Saskatoon. I was just beside myself I, I mean even thinking about it now it just seems like i'm i'm lying or something but it it actually happened <laughs> and uh he couldn't have been any more kind uh of all the artists that i've i've toured with or open for or been a part of their shows garth brooks was the person who um who went out of his way to make sure that you were okay made sure that you have everything that you need or you know to give you information that needed to be passed on, he was the guy to do it. And I was just like absolutely blown away by that. And uh, uh, an experience that I'll always cherish and always remember. And, and uh, I'd love keep, I'd love to keep telling the story forever. 
It's a great story. I remember seeing that phone call. You know, someone had recorded it or a video of it uh, when it came out, as you mentioned, three years ago. And uh, just one of those uh, incredible moments that, like you say, you can't believe it's actually happening. Uh, That's not something that happens uh, once in a lifetime, usually to most people. So you've got quite an experience. And obviously in front of a crowd like that, uh, another chance for uh, people who might not know your music because they're going there to see Garth for the most part, now they're getting to hear Aaron Pritchett music, and they're going to search you out afterwards. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I went out there and did. And I went, you know, I'm in Saskatoon. I got lots of airplay over the last bunch of years. Uh, I've got a bit of a hit on my hands with uh, with Zero Denim at the time, and I thought, well, you know what? That doesn't matter. These are Garth Brooks fans. That's what they're here to see. That's who they're here to see. That's, uh, you know, my job is to get them as amped up for the show as possible. And that's, that's basically what I went out and tried to do. And, and, um, you know, I didn't think that anybody was my fan. I just went, well, they're here to see Garth and I'm going to try and warm them up and uh, make them laugh and also make them sing along. Cause that's what Garth wants the most is for people to sing along. And yeah, for me to be able to stand on his stage and do that, I, I get, I mean, I'm smiling right now thinking back about it Maybe three and a <laughs> half years ago now. And such a perfect choice with your energy definitely matches his energy. You're all over the stage. Uh, you don't slow down unless, of course, it's a slow song and you have to, but uh, you just keep going. So uh, you must just even the workout on stage for you, Aaron, must uh, must keep you in shape throughout the tour. Yeah, it's tough to keep in uh, keep on sort of any kind of uh, regimen because when I'm on the road, it's usually traveling in the bus. And then once you get to a, a, a venue, you've got to do your sound check. So uh, once you're done your sound check, you go to the hotel, get checked in or, you know, get ready for the show and then run back to the, the venue and do the gig. So, and then you're just exhausted and want to go to bed after that. So there's really not a ton of time to work out. So I just, I get my workout mm. on stage and I make sure that I eat right <laughs> and get lots of sleep and drink lots yep. of water. And that's really how you survive. Right. So it, it's been working out. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely has. Have you thought of ever recording a song like uh, Rag and Bone Man's Human? In other words, something we wouldn't expect of you on a record, something maybe a little different than country, but still in Aaron Perchette's style? Anything like left of center that's ever crossed your mind? Yeah, yeah, I, I have. But at the same time, it's um, it's getting now to where we're just doing singles. Uh, we're not releasing EPs necessarily right away, right away. We're just going to collect songs and then eventually release something. Um, it's not the old ways of the CDs or albums where you just record a whole bunch of songs and put them on. And you can really, you know, think outside the box and take chances. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I've always wanted to record something that was just a little different from, you know, from anything that I've done before and show some of that rock influence or R&B influence or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. jazz influence that I've got as well. And, and I'll be honest, yeah, that'd be cool. I think one day uh, when I get the opportunity, I'm probably going to record a jazz record, like an old Sinatra-style, you know, Michael Bublé sort of sort of album, because I love singing that stuff. And it's something that um, I connect with, and I've always connected with that type of music as well as country. Did you come from a musical family at all? I don't think I've asked you that before, but is there music in your background? Yeah, no, I don't think you have asked me that before. Um, no, not, I mean, to a degree. My dad liked to sing. My sister liked to sing. Uh, my grandmother liked to sing. But none of them uh, ever pursued a career in it, ever. Never thought they would become anything with just their singing. And they were, you know, they mm-hmm. turned into karaoke singers when karaoke started, you know, up getting big and back in the 90s. Um, and, no, my, you know, when I was younger, I thought it was just, 
I didn't know what I was going to be doing. I, I knew I wanted to be an entertainer first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I wanted to yep. uh, <clears throat> I wanted to make people smile, laugh, and and put on a show for them. And you know that was that was reflected in my comments uh, that I would get from my teachers from elementary school. You know, <laughs> he's a great kid, but you know you should pay attention a little bit more and tr- quit trying to entertain everybody. Um, that was constantly <laughs> commented on my report cards. So. Um, yeah, I just knew that I I wanted, I thought I was going to be an actor, and then when it turned out that I you know I ended up being a singer, um, you know I was the first of my family, and now my kids are, all three of my sons are in music and have songs on Spotify and and on iTunes and all those digital formats and and platforms. So, uh, I, you know, yeah. and that's going to continue. I I know that when they have when they have kids, they're going to pass that on down to their children as well. So, I'm uh, I'm happy to be the first one, but at the same time. I did have yeah. musical influences from what my parents and grandparents and and uh, um, even my siblings listened to growing up. Uh, before we get to Better When I Do, your first ever number one song, uh, Aaron, have you had many chances over the years, well, Garth Brooks would be one example, of meeting one of your musical heroes and having a chance to chat with them and, and just having one of those cool moments to meet them face-to-face? Yeah, I mean, Garth Brooks was definitely the guy who, uh, you know, really blew me away. You know, he was the one that I was like, you know, got to talk to him. Because I, I had a dream when I was 22. Um, and I know this sounds corny, but it's it's actually the, the truth. Um, I was 22 years old, and I had this dream that I wanted to, uh, that I was on stage with Garth Brooks. And, you know, <laughs> he, he, wow. he allowed me on his stage. And then, it, you know, at whatever, <laughs> how old I was, uh, 45, when he asked me to be on the stage, I was just, absolutely blown away that the dream came true so yeah that's amazing uh, yeah so it, that that's that's legitimately so to be able to have a conversation with him um to be able to have a conversation mm-hmm. with him face to face person to person and be on the same stage was you know that was that was everything i dreamed of and more Let's turn to uh, that first ever number one hit song. It is a great one called Better When I Do. This is Aaron Prochet here on In the Country. But it's better when I do have you sit 
And that is Aaron Perchette with Better When I Do, a great tune. And uh, it's, you know, it's just, the, to me, amazing the amount of songs, Aaron, that you put out uh, at the show in Meaford. And you brought so much energy to Big Wheel. It sounded like a brand new song. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> when I listen back to those tracks that I did 10, 13 years ago, something like that, um, I, I go, man, I, I sing so much, so much so much different than I did back then, um, much more different than I ever did back then. And, and went, wow, I wish I could record those songs now and, and the way I sing. Right. And, uh, you know, I would sing them a little different, but they are the songs that people recognize. But at the same time, they are, uh, they're different enough that, uh, you know, people, uh, people enjoy mm-hmm. hearing sort of a different version. So, but yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I, I just get a kick out of still playing those songs 13 years later and watching people sing along. It just kind of blows me away. For those out there who are singer songwriters and artists who haven't yet had a break and are maybe even just starting out in their careers, you know, waiting for it to happen. Take us back to your uh, big break moment, Aaron. And sometimes of course it's a series of things, but what was the one thing that happened mm-hmm. that kind of, you knew that uh, things, the path had begun. Well, it was obviously with the release of Big Wheel. When Big Wheel came out, and it was such a huge hit. Some other songs had uh, done moderately well and and reached top ten, but not, you know, climbed up the charts super fast, and they didn't go much past number ten. But when Big Wheel came out, it literally raced up the charts and was just, it blew everybody out of the water, I guess. And and I think it ended up at number two or three or something like that. And uh, uh, that was kind of my big, my big moment. I think that was the lead up to a really big moment, which was uh, the day that I knew something big was on the on the horizon. Was I was playing in Dauphin at Dauphin's Country Fest, and we had released "Hold My Beer," and I didn't realize how much of a how much a hit it might be. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was that moment that night where before I went on stage for my encore. Uh, I was just going to do Big Wheel and then introduce them to Hold My Beer. I took my earbuds <laughs> out because I couldn't hear much of the crowd, and all I could hear was, Hold My Beer! Hold My Beer! 18,000 people screaming this back to me. And, just, and that's when I went, okay, this is going to be huge. And sure enough, it's, you know, here we are again, 13 and a half years later. Yeah. And it's the only song that people want to hear live that, you know, they're, they're screaming out and chanting out and, 
And uh, it just blows me away. It gives me shivers every time I think about it. I'll bet you just gave me shivers there thinking in terms of going back to that <laughs> moment when you first realized, because now we know it's Hold My Beer, and it's, it's a classic song, a great song. But, you know, when you recorded it, obviously you didn't know what impact it would have. So when you had that moment, uh, that must have been just, wow, like this, this is happening. Uh, the yeah, song is taking off more than myself. you could have imagined. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I thought the song when I when we first wrote it, I didn't even think we'd record it. And then when we did record it, I thought, well, we'll never release this song. People will think it's stupid. <laughs> it's just meant to be a joke. And then we release it, and it ends up being, it, you know, it, it only topped out at ten. It didn't it didn't go any further than uh, ten on the top top uh, forty. And uh, because Big Wheel was such a hit that you know they couldn't play radio, couldn't play hold my beer as much as they wanted to um but yeah it was uh it was uh it was that moment where you just went wow I, i'm i'm on to something here and sure enough it changed my career yeah. in the right direction and kept amping it up so pretty awesome pretty pretty amazing story aaron i want to thank you so much for being here and taking time out of your tour i know that you're back at it uh tomorrow and then you got a bunch of days straight in a row and the tour continues uh for what is it 16 more shows 16 more shows, and that's it. And then we uh, take a bit of time off, and then and then George and I are uh, heading out to – George Cannon and I are heading out to the East Coast for a Christmas tour. Oh, cool. That's an awesome thing. Uh, dates, I'm sure, will be at your website as well for that? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. That sounds great. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for being here and, of course, sharing the brand-new song, Good Thing, which our listeners can stream, download, and call their local country station to say they want to hear it. Uh, thanks, Aaron. Great chatting, as always. Yeah, you too, Dave. Thanks. Good to see you the other night. That was fun. Loved it in Meaford. Once again, my guest has been Aaron Perchette. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.